And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 176 of Panelology. I am Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Hello, everyone. What's hey. up? Are we all well-rested and back to normal post-Dragon Con? No. no. Were we normal no. in the first place? No. I was going to say... What is normal? No, we're back to normal, which is still exhausted yeah. and tired and yeah, the whole thing. But, but yeah, Dragon Con was awesome. I... I discovered a secret trick this year for not being dead at the end of Dragon Con. Would you like to know it? I know it. I know what this one is. I I, I know the answer. I stayed home on Sunday. Yeah. I was Skip the, a day. I was the most well-rested person in a 10-block area on uh, Monday. There you go. And it is the closest I will ever come to knowing what it's like to be an extrovert. <laughs> nice. The tables had turned. I had all the energy and social interactions for once. Sunday was my heaviest panel day, and it's also the day that my migraine was the actual worst. Oh, no. So I'm pretty sure. Like, I don't remember <laughs> anything that I've said. <laughs> Who knows? And I hope that's okay. <laughs> I have also learned that I really enjoy moderating panels and want to do more of it. Yeah, it's pretty fun. It's great. I don't have to talk, and they have to answer the questions I want to hear answers to. I feel like I talked way more than I should have in the women in digital media panel. I mean, it makes sense, though, for you to talk in that panel. If because it's I'm a, com- a woman in digital media? Yes, whereas okay. I'm not a comic book creator, so I cannot talk about how That's to stand fair. out in indie comics. <laughs> That's really fair. <laughs> Good yeah. point. Good yeah. Point. Also, somebody asked me for my questions that I used for my representation panel, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I didn't think anybody would ask me for that, so I totally deleted it. Yeah. Well, next year I'm going to be Alex's panel, and I'm going to be in the audience, and I'm just going to talk the whole time, and it's going to be a how to stand out in an indie comics panel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. And in case you're wondering, well, wait, didn't Brian come to Alex's panels this year? No. No. <laughs> <laughs> Brian was next door learning never to meet his heroes. Don't feel bad. Yes, Brian was learning, don't meet your heroes, ladies and gentlemen. We come out, we compare notes, and I'm like, well, chose what you chose. Yeah. Alex's panel was great. Never mind. (laughs) However, you do learn that maybe you shouldn't meet some people. Some people. Some people you should not meet. Yeah. Some people you should not see on panels. Nope. Some people, it's just better to read what they wrote. No. No. Even still, like, just don't. Well. (laughs) Well, in your case. In your case, yes. yes. In your case, Some cases. Wow. You know what? People are people, and they cover the whole spectrum of everything, don't they? Yeah, they sure do. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) We are deep in the weeds. Deep. (laughs) Uh, Dragon Con was fun. It was super it fun. Was. We should have just a whole Dragon Con yeah. recap episode. If you're listening and you run a con mm. and need someone to come moderate comics panels, yeah, at Alex two thousand five on Twitter. If you need somebody to come moderate diversity panels, please do not contact me because <laughs> it, it is the most anxiety giving thing in the world. But 
the creators I got to to moderate and talk to some afterward were by and large great. Yeah. Um, and we'll maybe have some more guests on the show. Yeah. Soon, hopefully. Yeah. hopefully. I did get to meet some of my other heroes though, and they were awesome. Yeah. 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 I got to be on panels with some people that I've just previously been fans with, and I'm like, <laughs> you don't know me, but hi. <laughs> I won't be awkward. I swear. <laughs> My uh, my favorite moment you was a little bit of Kathy in you, don't you? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe a little bit. My favorite moment was the first panel. One of was the first panel counting me was eight people. And That's one of the panelists panel. walks in and he says, how many people are on this panel? Because they'd set up two rows of tables with one on rise. Holy cow. And only four microphones. Three microphones. Oh, I'm sorry. Three Shit. microphones. Or two on one table and one on the other. <laughs> Note to all of you uh, con planners out there, if you have seven people on a panel, you should have seven microphones. Or, or more, you know. Or at least like five. Yeah, right. <laughs> but... This one creator turns to me and he says, It's a lot of people. The biggest panel I've been on is six. You've done this before, right? And I do not normally endorse lying <laughs> to strangers. <laughs> but you have to in that in that case. But uh, there's only one right answer at yeah. that moment, and that is, oh yeah, sure. Remember, if someone <laughs> asks you if you've ever moderated a panel of seven people, you say yes. Whereas, <laughs> an important part of that exchange is they're having confidence in you. Right? The great part is that you decided to go the lying route, and when I was on a panel that I was moderating and somebody asked me, I decided to tell the truth, and that is the actual worst thing you can do, turns out. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it did not, did not, uh, it went well. It went fine. Yeah. It was a great panel. But I was just like, oh, now they all know. But now, see, now you can say yes. <laughs> <laughs> now I, yeah. Now see, I yes. get, I get uh, labeled as lawful good very often. I am very much chaotic good. And yeah. this is one yeah. of those moments when my moral relativism shines through. Yeah. 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 I went against the grain for me. So my, that was your biggest panel. It was the largest amount of people that were on the panel. Seven panelists? Yes. We had ten, okay? We had ten in Nerdywood Squares. Well, okay, but that's the name of the, 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 the thing. I know, but it that's was still like... the whole setup of that, yeah. It yeah. was so difficult. <laughs> it was so much fun, though. It was yeah. so much fun. That was the best panel, period. Yeah. If I had remembered you'd gotten added to that one after the fact, I would have come on Sunday. Yeah, it was fun. Hey, let's talk about comics and not just self-congratulatory back-patting. Okay. I didn't think it was back-patting. We're talking about having fun. I'm patting my own back. Okay, pat your back. I didn't pat anybody's back. I was talking about having fun. (laughs) I mean, not that too, but it was crossing a line for me and I'm uncomfortable talking about myself, (laughs) so let's move on. (laughs) Buffy, the Slayer of Vampires. Indeed. Number five, Prelude to Hellmouth. Yeah, I think we have to talk about... Um, Welcome to Hellmouth, home of the Hellmouth. Can I take your order? Yes, I'll have one death, please. Um, <laughs> bad bad Hellmouth Would you like a large a death, death or a little death? Just a little death, please. Bad Hellmouth touch, what? <laughs> <laughs> Gross. I think we have to talk about the one shot. Well, we're going to talk... to talk about this. We're just going to all Ooh. together kind of talk about Angel number four and the Chosen One's one shot okay. and Buffy the Vampire Slayer number five. Cool. Or number eight. Num- number eight. Okay. Okay, got number it. Number eight. Okay. It's number eight. Yes. Number seven? No. Number no, eight? it's okay. number eight. All right, I know. I'm just fucking with you. Anyway. Number so- nine? No. Number nine? Number nine? No. No. You brought it upon yourself. I did not. I never said nine. That's why I intentionally went with seven. Seven, eight, nine. Ugh. Okay. Ack. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Unlistenable, this episode. <laughs> yes. 
Yes. Anyway, so Buffy, number eight. Yes. Stuff. There's a dance. Wait, is there a dance demon, though? No. Ah. No. You can dance if you want to. Because I loved that demon. There's a, there's a creepy <laughs> devil face that I'm like, man, they should have done the weird baby from Valentine. Creepy devil face? Yeah, at the dance. When Angel's at the dance watching Buffy. Oh, yeah. They should have put him in the creepy baby face mask from Valentine, which was a horror movie that David Boreanaz was uh. in. And I'm just like, oh, missed it. They so missed it. My favorite moment of this was one of those moments where Angel says the thing I've been thinking the whole issue. Bats don't have tails. Bats don't have tails. <clears throat> they don't. They don't have tails, Buffy. But that is a very Buffy thing to do. Yeah. That was my first thought when I saw the question. I'm like, well, bats don't have tails. There's your problem. Yeah. And then he said it. Yeah. Uh, but, I, like, Xander... I feel like Xander would not have gone to a party without Willow. Without at least, like... Going to her house and trying to make Willow come with them. I mean, he is the, he does have the like vivacious, exciting part of her now. It's true. But, but it's not. He got all of her extroversion in the possession. But it's not Xander of him to go without her. They would have stayed home and watched movies or done weird shit. I don't know. Like, because last issue is kind of when they had their reconciliation. They like had a talk with each yeah. other. Right? Yeah. Like, I think if it had been before that, it might have made sense. Yeah. But like, it felt like like they got their connection back. Yeah. And so. And now he's mm-hmm. at a party without her. Yeah. And just like offhandedly saying, oh, she said she didn't want to come, blah, 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 blah. We don't know that he didn't try. But I need to see it. Yeah, fair. I need to I need to see it. See, I think without the context of having seen the series, this does not. Yeah. Strangely to me. Right. So Buffy is left to chaperone the school dads yeah. while Giles and his partner uh, bug off to the museum. Yeah. God, I love Jenny. Jenny Calendar is the best. <laughs> Don't, Brian. Stop. I'm intentionally looking at you. I know. I didn't read this one yet. Remember? Okay. I know, but I'm just saying. Okay. Don't don't look at Alex and smirk when you when I say Jenny Calendar is the best. I was debating making a Marie Calendar joke and mm. asking you to rate the two relative to one another. <laughs> Jenny Calendar is better. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, were you going to go on hotness? <laughs> Come no, on. I mean, okay. That's a function of how long you leave the meal in the microwave, obviously. True. <laughs> Internal temperature of a human being is pretty set. Or how long you leave it in your hand if you're the hotness. <laughs> mm. Ding. There you go. Obscure British superhero shows for a thousand, please, Alex. Fuck yeah. One day, people are going to watch No Heroics, and it's going to be everywhere, and I'm going to be probably just a salty old bitch for being like, it's amazing, why didn't you watch it sooner? Except it'll be the, like, Zack Snyder reboot that's just super realistic. No. 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 Anyway. I need some Thunder Monkey. (laughs) Why did you say that name? Oh, and my brother's name is Thunder Monkey. <laughs> <laughs> wow, yeah, this one's going to be a <laughs> uh, Future me who has to edit this, I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, Buffy, dance, Drusilla, invade, museum, try still dagger. Okay. I was going to say, Buffy Buffy at a dance sounds a lot like the original Buffy movie, right? Yeah. yeah. And then the Hellmouth opens and the dance floor splits open. And yeah, it sounds a yeah. whole lot like the original Buffy movie. I mean, movie, yeah, it was it? like callback stuff, but it's a Halloween yeah. dance. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, why is the Hellmouth in Sunnydale? Oh, I'm glad you asked, Alex. It's because of the one shot. The one shot did it? Yeah, the one shot did it. <laughs> the one shot tells us why the Hellmouth is in Sunnydale. Right. Ah, this is um, the chosen ones? Yeah. One yeah. Yeah. So, apparently, the Spaniards went all the way to Sunnydale. Fucking Cortez. And then a Slayer was reborn in Sunnydale. Okay. 
And they tried to open the Hellmouth because the Spaniards were a bunch of vampers. Oh, and, vampire. I hardly know her. And that, yeah. Okay. Oh. Maybe if we ignore him, he'll stop. Huh. Has that worked so far? I don't know. Would you rather hardly know somebody that you're about to vampirize or know them very well? Oh, ethical questions of vampirism. Yeah. Huh. Feels like that should be a panel. I, feel like I was about to say, I'll moderate it. Yeah. Huh. I won't talk much because I'm not a vampire. Vampirism, the ethical concerns. How about that? Ethical consumption under vampirism. Yeah. Anyway. That's our episode title. <laughs> <laughs> This episode will be a five-part miniseries. Pretty much. Nope. It will be five one-shots consecutively. Okay, you no. can't do callbacks to before we started re- recording. But it was pretty good, though. Angel number four is just the end of this arc of Angel. Yeah, they find gun. It's or they they have to go find they gun. They have to go find Fred. Angel's got a gun. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Fred is, Fred is my favorite. Yeah. Something is Killing the Children, number one. This good, good book. It's so good. Uh, this is James Tynan doing his first creator-owned book since the woods ended. Yes. And... Hey, there's still woods. There are still woods. And there are still children in the woods. It's true. There are progressively fewer children in the woods. Progressively. <laughs> is it because yeah. something's killing them? Yeah, actually. Imagine that. Uh, what I like about this... I mean, one, it's just well-written. But... It does a couple of things. Rather than focusing specifically on just the monster or whatever, Mm -hmm. it becomes about, like, the way that the kid who has suffered this attack and watched his friends be killed has, like, face adulthood and face growing up. Mm -hmm. And you get that sort of in parallel to his principal, who's, like, trying to kind of be there, but is also, like, two years out of school himself and very young. And And having the only one who appears to be wanting to do anything about all this. Yeah. But there are these moments where, like, they're having conversations almost as peers. Yeah. And it's about the sort of growing up in a way and sort of the horrors of growing up the monsters become metaphor for anxiety and dealing with the real world and all of that that's thing one thing two is it also like sets up sort of a monster hunter hero who kind of takes the role that like a quiet brooding monster might Mm -hmm. like she's this bloody messy thing who comes out of the woods and doesn't say a lot and is like there's almost like a a laura kinney vibe Mm -hmm. in a way um and clearly something has happened to her yes like a a laura kinney meets orphan maybe yeah yeah a little bit a little more snark than orphan but um and then structurally like this issue reads like a really tight one shot Mm -hmm. but then clearly sets up more that can come so i love this thing it's very good the the scene in the principal's office was really like made me know that i was gonna keep reading this yeah in singles damn it um because there is oftentimes that moment you know when either when you're a kid or when you're an adult and something terrible happens and you realize you can't speak to this child as a child anymore at all it's okay that you're you're talking as though they're your age yeah because they've seen some shit i'm like as someone who because like every now and then like for shows i'm working on i'll work with kids and i'm the worst at talking to kids like they're kids Mm -hmm. it just it feels so condescending to me like anytime you get good conversation between adults and kids that are accepting kids are humans well i think that there's a difference between talking to a kid as though it were a kid and talking to a kid as though you are an authority figure yes yeah that's true but that's a little different distinction than i think the one i'm making Mm -hmm. yeah um 
Anyway, it's so good, and I feel like nobody writes books about young people as well as Tynan. Like, it's really just it's very a good. skill he has. Yeah. Uh, Something is Killing the Superheroes, Deceased, oh. A Good Day to Die, number one. This is the book that is, God, this group, Mr. Miracle, Big Barda, Mr. Terrific, Blue Beetle, Booster Gold, and John Constantine. Wow. <laughs> Just wow. Trying to stave off the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and, Jen. Yep. Mr. Miracle offers a veggie, veggie tray. tray. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I read that and I died loud. I was like, this is going to be a thing with Mr. Miracle forever now. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Terrific knocks on their door and sits down on their sofa, and in comes Mr. Ter- or Mr. Miracle with a veggie tray. A veggie tray. Nice. Yes. Or crudite hands. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, I need Tom Taylor to write a Constantine oh ongoing, please. Thank you. He nailed what I consider to be kind of that essence of Constantine's. Ew, Constantine's not essence? Care, no, not care attitude combined with his drive that he has to save. Do do the right thing. It's mm-hmm. it's that Han Solo element. It is. Him, right? It it's is. The, yeah. Ah, fuck. I don't want to do this, but I have to. <laughs> if I yeah. don't, that little thing in my brain is going to keep nagging me. Yeah. I don't know why I want to do this, because I don't value doing this, but fuck, I have to. <laughs> It's the so Eleanor Shellstrop after she meets the group. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Again, it's me. Yeah. Eleanor Shellstrop as John Constantine. <laughs> oh my god. Well, I know what my Dragon Con costume is for next year. <laughs> oh wow. Can you get a whole good place Justice League dark thing Fuck going? Yeah, oh let's please do that, god. please. Please let's do that. Can you imagine Cheaty meeting heroes? <laughs> Cheaty having like discussions of moral philosophy. Yes. Right, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yes, about how they save people and why they save people. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, who I'm, would he be? Huh? So who would he be? I don't know. I'm on uh, fuck Jamila Jamil. Her character. Mm-hmm. What is her yep. name? Hold on. Um, I'm on her as Zatanna at the moment. Oh fuck! Fuck! <laughs> oh. Uh, ta- Tahani? Yeah, Tahani. Tahani. Thank you. Tahani, I think, would be Zatanna. Oh, my God. Is that God. Tahani? <laughs> Zatahani. Yes. Um, oh, wow. Who, and who's Jason? Come on. Booster Gold. <laughs> I mean, I was going Justice League Dark, not specifically Oh, okay. Book, so, but, yeah, uh, Justice League Dark. Mm. Uh, maybe. <laughs> it would be it would be a very crazy twist, but Swamp Thing. <laughs> See, I was thinking Chidi would be Swamp Thing, but that's okay. It, that would work as well. Yeah, yeah. what is yeah. a man is yeah. actually a pretty, <laughs> that, pretty yeah. direct that, line. Like, yeah. really yeah. <laughs> I thought it was too easy, but, like you that. know. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, if we're going with this roster, like, there's a very funny, like, give him a sword and get him drunk and you get Jason to Bobo pretty Bobo, quickly. yeah. Detective <laughs> Chimp. Yeah. yeah. Or uh, Man Bat. I think he could maybe do Man Bat. That could be, yeah. Yeah, that would blow his mind. <laughs> Whoa, am I a man or a bat, yo? <laughs> Dip, I'm a Batman! <laughs> I'm the Batman! Oh my no, God. Jason. Okay. <laughs> By the way, I love this group and it must happen cosplay <laughs> next year. But we should move on to... Uh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yes. Uh, anything else on Deceased? Um, this whole universe. I love, yeah. I love, love, love this. And I like how it leaves room for him to write more of this particular story. Yeah. Yeah. But much like, um, Injustice, like, you ain't afraid to kill people in this. They can just go. Oh. <laughs> 
The Harley and the Ivy, number one. Yeah, Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy. Um, I came into this thinking this was kind of going to be a little, like a little throwaway fun to read miniseries. Mm-hmm. And then it gets into the mental implication, the mm-hmm. mental health implications of Heroes in Crisis. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Like, what Heroes in Crisis kind of should have been about. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My um, favorite piece of this is when Harley says, look, hear me out. This is insane. But superheroes have gotten so dark There's and the world has gotten so dark that it's just not fun being a villain anymore. Maybe we should just be heroes. Mm-hmm. And um, I love it. And it's got, it's got my quote of the week. Brian's quote of the week. <laughs> Harley's oh, oh. talking. She goes, who am I kidding? I lost my edge from supervillain to shoplifting. But all those heroes didn't even really think I was a mass murderer. They just pretended to, to be nice. <laughs> <laughs> I like that little bit of Harley voice you gave that, too. Did you like that? Yes. Um, no, but what really shocked me about this is I, I mentioned it, I, I think it was on episode once before, about how we had kind of heard or read through previews that Poison Ivy was going to be the new Protector of the Green. Well, there was a lot of speculation speculation when she died in heroes and crisis that that would be the way to bring her back yeah that the parliament of flowers would choose her as the champion of the green and there was some book somewhere Uh that referenced like from the future maybe that she was or would there was something yeah right at one point in avatar yes and then in justice league dark we got the floronic man yeah and he was like, nope, I'm taking it. And he like, see, and became, he like, he gained the powers yeah. of the green, right? He's not its avatar, but he has taken that power into Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's not the one they chose, but he's taken those. Yeah. Um, and I was like, okay, so what happened? So it turns out this miniseries may answer that question because he shows up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And if it does, this is what I want to read. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because this looks really, really good. It is not going to be just... Just a fun, bouncy adventure. Right. Yeah. There's also a connection to Lex Luthor's offer in this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivy's having trouble, like, staying humanoid. And Lex has sent this package with fertilizer. <laughs> <laughs> he sends her shit in a box <laughs> to her doorstep. I, I did think at one point, you know, if it were Jesse Eisenberg, that would be his own shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I do like how, you know, the offer in all of these other books, right, is this, you know, this little miniature drone of the Legion of Doom helmet. Yeah. Building thing, so like they they it shows up and like there's this whole long conversation that that Lex always like it's always that final panel and it's like a whole bunch of word balloons of Lex saying about you know this that and the other blah 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 this one it just shows up and Harley's there and it's just like boop it just drops it and leaves yeah <laughs> like doesn't say anything yeah no. box so, that says poison ivy on it. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get some of that deal with the devil uh, uh, stuff for. Harley having given Ivy this oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. ostensibly evil fertilizer. Yes. Evil fertilizer is my new grunge rock band. Okay. Yeah. Not going to be your scat band. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. I feel like the pun is great, but the marketing is bad. Because nobody wants to listen I, to scat? I don't like it. I think it's I meant, Brian. <laughs> Justice League number 30 and 31. <laughs> 
Brian has taken to reading Justice League out of order now. Brian is so far <laughs> behind, he can't keep track of what he has or hasn't read yet. So did you read all of 31, or did you just start it and realize I you read, like, something? a page, and I was like, I have no fucking clue what's going on. I'm going to go back and figure out what I haven't read yet. Well, coincidentally, the Justice League is also going to go back, <laughs> Marty, and forward, Marty. Um, they are... So these are the first two chapters of the Justice Doom War. Uh, 29 is a great jumping on point if you need to get caught up, Brian. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I, I mean, you know me. I, mean, I know. Read them all, but... Um, is it a good jumping on point for somebody who hasn't read any of it? Yes. Okay, good. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. cool. Uh, in fact, one of the guys at the comic shop has not been reading this, and I was like, you know, you should probably jump back on, and 29 is a good place to do it, and he's picked it up from there. Yeah. And it works. Cool. Yeah, 29 catches you up, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the Starro Robin issue. Right, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah. Which um, I have read. I like, I've heard read you guys 20, talk about 20, enough. Whatever. Yeah. So, we are on the verge of Doom winning. And Starman figures out there's a way to maybe stave off Doom. If they can get enough totality material to, like, fight back against Lex's piece of the totality and they realize the way to do that is to take the piece that's in starman's rod and to go back in time and get a piece from the 40s and to go forward to the future and get a piece because all these pieces have hit and they're all smaller but if they bring them together and use them they can power a ship to go find the anti-monitor and join the monitor and anti-monitor and forge reward worlds my totality is bigger than your totality <laughs> I keep mine in my rod. Oh my god, so, I'm 12 years old. Yeah. Sorry, it was really difficult. I, I kept it together enough, yeah. right? Okay, thank you. Yeah. Um, Flash and Green Lantern go back to the 40s and meet the Justice Society. And get a piece. And they get, well, they're trying to get a piece. Yeah. Um, like just like all of us, they're trying to get a piece. They're trying to get a piece. There's this. The, the exchange is absolutely fantastic because they have no clue who the Justice Society is at this point, right? And the Justice Society is headed up by the Flash of the Green Lantern. And there's this whole like, okay, who are you, and why are you pretending to be us? Your costumes are totally wrong. <laughs> like this whole like just exchange is wonderful. In the future, the Trinity meets Commandy. Oh, okay. Um. And Brainiac has sent robots and the Doom, the, the Legion of Doom, to each timeline to stop the heroes. Uh, it's very good. It's, I think, some of the best Justice League that Snyder has done so far. It's big cosmic Justice League stuff. Yeah. Huh? Uh, Sweet. Uh, and, well, maybe... Maybe Pearl Harbor on December 7th is not the place they want to have to try to infiltrate. Oh, snap. Well, I mean, that morning it probably would have been pretty easy. <laughs> Jesus, Brian. <sighs> Legion called, of Superheroes. <laughs> Legion of Superheroes, Millennium, number one. If you had asked me to guess who the time-traveling character in this book was, given no amount of time would I ever have guessed this character, and yet I love it and think it makes perfect sense. Indeed. Okay. Any any guesses, Jen? It's a character who Bendis has been writing in another book. I'll yes. even give you that. Yeah. Okay. Oh. Don't know. Naomi. No. Okay. That was a know. lot of people's guess. Let's see. Um, 
the right answer might uh, I don't want to say that that'll then give it Yeah, yeah, I feel like I know where you are going and yes, you can't use the name in No, no, I wasn't <laughs> going to actually use the name. I was going to say it might it might break your memory. You might know this character by any other name. Man, y'all are talking to somebody who's had a migraine for over a week. <laughs> so can you just it's say rose, the fucking thing? A rose okay. And thorn. Yeah. Okay. Every rose has its thorn. A rose by any other name. Yeah. Don't you shake your head at us. <laughs> So this I'm, book, I'm fucking addled over here, and you guys are like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> so this book starts off in the nearish future. Supergirl is president. Oh, uh, no, not the nearish future. I mean, it's before the Batman Beyond timeline. No, she's remembering the Batman Beyond timeline. Oh, is this all the how she gets there? Yeah. Okay, so this starts in the far future. <laughs> yeah, like like I'm guessing 30th century or almost. Look, there 30th was no century. title page on the top. No, you're right, but I mean, I clearly got a that she was remembering all the rest of the things. That oh, happened. see, I read this as sequ- no, no, it says later. At the top of the Batman Beyond sequence. Hmm. Hmm. Oh, and then. And then. Hmm. Because she's worried about <laughs> Thorne coming back, and then Thorne is back. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I did not. I didn't read this that way. Okay, that makes a different. You know, uh, the correct way. I, <laughs> <laughs> Alex just fucking popped his neck. Like, come on, motherfucker, bring it. Luke Skywalker, shoulder dust. Sure. Dot so how gif. does it start, Alex? <laughs> so Dot this starts gif. in the. Relatively near, near future, Supergirl is president, and uh, healthcare has gotten better because there is a treatment for multiple personality disorder, and you see fewer instances of multiple personality disorder. The point where, and this is why Rose shows up in President Supergirl's office, they are stopping the production of the drug for multiple personality disorder because no one needs it anymore. And upon learning this, Rose realizes. You know, I don't think I'm any older, actually. My husband did die of old age, and I'm still not older. Yeah, I still look like I'm in my huh. late hey, 20s. I might be a mortal I'm not though. Kryptonian, so... And the Kryptonian mm. has aged. Yes. Uh-oh. Oh. Hey, girl. Keeping it tight. <laughs> right? I knew that would be your response. She's <laughs> keeping it tight. She is. Uh, and Rose is worried, A... That Thorne will come back and be pissed that she has kept her locked yeah. away this whole time. And B, do violence. Oh. Hmm. Yeah, like, like clearly, I mean, it's obviously like, I'm guessing a couple hundred years, though. Yeah. Yeah. So I it's mean, not like, it's not like a decade from now. It's, yeah. It's at least probably like 30, 40 years. Because like. 50 years. Because like, Batman Beyond is not that far in the future. And Supergirl says something about uh, Harley Quinn. Do you remember her? And she's like, no, who? Right. So, like, wait a minute. Yeah. I just don't think Rose and Thorne traveled in Harley Quinn circles. Rose and Thorne's in Metropolis. Woof, she was a handful. <laughs> uh, so then we jump, and then to Batman Beyond time. Terry's a little older than we see him in Batman Beyond. Okay. Um, Thorne is out and fighting, and Batman shows up, and it starts this whole conversation on why do you superheroes do this? Much like Cheaty. Yeah. Why do superhero? Why, why do? And we kind of get that answer. And then we jump forward again to Commandy Times. Mm-hmm. And we see, at this point, like, I don't know if it's supposed to, I guess it's Thorn because she's killing. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's definitely Thorn. We see Thorn out in the Commandy Times, uh, trying to steal Superman's costume because the rumor is it gives you powers. <laughs> Adorbs. And then Stupid we see animal. her... <laughs> Uh, at another point in the timeline that I think has got to be closer to Legion of Superheroes, if not 
Exactly then. Where she is trying to register for... What is it she's trying to register for? She's trying to register for um, the Planeteers, like Tommy right, tomorrow. to get off planet. Yeah. And at this point, she's Rose again. And there's this great bit where, like, look, I like you. You're cool. Um, but you have embarrassed me. So if I come back later, run. Because I don't want to kill you. And this is not a threat. But, like, there's this thing in me that doesn't like when I get embarrassed. <laughs> so just if you see me coming again, run. Yeah, and she takes off and is being chased by police officers. Yeah. yeah. And that's where it ends. Yeah. So we're actually watching her get to Legion of Superheroes the slow way. Mm. Um, because apparently she somehow became immortal. Probably in that one spread of her fighting the Suicide Squad standing in radioactive goo. Yeah, probably so. Somehow became immortal and didn't realize it despite her husband dying of Well, she lives age. off the grid and she doesn't, I guess, have mirrors. Yeah, well... And Other things like, are reflective. Like, if you... If you... If you... <laughs> Listen to how she talks, though. Like, she's, at this point, not completely together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, sure. I mean, Rose's whole experience is, like, non-linear. Yeah. So. Yeah. I guess it's linear. There are just chunks missing. Anyway, very good. Looking forward to more. Vampirella Red Sonia number one. I will keep it quick here, but I really liked this. This is Jordi Belair writing. Uh, most of this issue follows Vampirella uh, in the Cold War investigating this she is she is an American journalist or living on Earth as an American journalist. And she's investigating this like rash of dead bodies that turned up in this mountain pass in Russia like nine years earlier. And she thinks it has something to do with the Russian space program, but she's trying to find out the truth about it. And most of this issue is just her investigating and everyone's like, Yetis, it was Yeti. I am telling you it was Yeti. Here is Yeti Fang. She's like, well, fine. I've got to follow every lead and this looks like some kind of monster Fang, so I'll go find it. And she gets out into this pass and she meets a woman who is Red Sonia. And that's where the book ends. But it's so good. It's super well written. I love the way Jordi Belair writes Vampirella's voice in this. Okay. Yeah. The Wicked and the Divine, number 45. Don't sound bored. Don't sound bored. I didn't sound bored. You sounded bored. <laughs> Can you just, like, find some royalty-free funeral dirges to play during this? Here, I'll, I'll just... I'll just uh, uh... Play taps through your mouth. Pretty sure that's the wedding march, yeah. There you go. That's Brian. This is like No, Cassandra would not like this. No, not cease now. Yeah. Cassandra would not like this. Should I say would not have liked this? But she would like that he wouldn't stop. Yes. By the way. <laughs> yes, she, yeah, yes, she would. Um, <laughs> and, and we do learn that. I'm pretty sure that one we can't do for more than hol- 10 seconds. Holograms are creepy. Yes. Holograms are creepy. Yeah. This is like, this is, this is, this is how I convinced Brian to do the show. Yeah, this book was the one that hooked me and got me back into comics. In related news, Brian has decided this week he's not reading comics anymore because they don't stop. There are too many of them. Yeah, can publishers, can you like print three weeks and then take a week off and then print three weeks? Because that would be awesome That'd for be me. That'd be amazing. Brian wants a bye week. <laughs> I do. I need, yeah. Or more importantly, a no bye week. A catch-up week is what Brian needs. Every three weeks, I need a catch-up week. <laughs> what about a match-up week? <laughs> can it be an Ed Sheeran catch-up week? No. No, it cannot. That I'll answer my own question? No. So, yeah, this is the end. And I don't even know what to say about it. 
Except um, that maybe I did cry at least twice. Just remember, and in the end, the love you take is equal to the love you make. Actually, it's a pretty apt description of it, this. You know what? It actually is. This is a memorial service for Cassandra. Yeah. It's, I don't even remember what it said, like 30 or 40 years in the future. It is July 16th, 2055. Okay. So it's further than we yeah. thought. Well, no. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a, 40, it's about, that is between it's a, 40 and 50 years in the future. It is exactly. Did I not say 30 and 40? I said 30 oh, I think I said 40 to 50. I heard 40 to 50. It's around 40-ish years. Yeah. How's that? Yeah. So I was I was exactly right. Um. <laughs> the timeline just corrected itself for you to be right in my yeah, mind? Yeah, it did. That? It did. Yeah. It did that thing. And we get to see the fallout, basically, of everything that has happened this entire series we we get to see how those that are left have lived their lives right the fallout for these characters not for the world correct yes yeah um and like yeah like you can't go very much into this without spoiling what happened in the book itself right yeah. Also, I got a little lost because it uses all the characters' real names. Yes. So I was like, who the fuck is this? Well, there's a couple. There, there were, I mean, some of them are super obvious, right? right. Like Eleanor, like, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's okay. Lucifer. Got it. <laughs> Eleanor Shellstrop is in this, too? She's um, Lucifer. Yeah, yes, Eleanor Shellstrop is Lucifer. Yeah. <laughs> that's the next season twist that yeah. they haven't told you yet. You know, I wouldn't. Put I that would one not. Past. I, I would say, not. Doesn't, it, doesn't no. it sound like a twist that would be on the good ones? Yeah. Yes. Ugh. It turns turns out that it's Michael who's been in the bad place all along, and he can't <laughs> su- he can't succeed at anything. I would absolutely believe that. I would too, and I would love it. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Oh my god! Sorry, future listeners, if we just accidentally spoiled this, we're um, totally riffing. Yeah. Oh my god. I don't think any of us has even seen the season four teaser. No. Mm-mm. Nope. I haven't finished season three yet. So. <gasps> Brian. I know, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm, watch, I'm actively watching it right now. No, okay. you're podcasting right now. Okay, yeah. well you know what I mean. Like He's actively watching it through his uh, vision lenses. Yeah. He's got his, his Google Glass yeah. going. Yeah. Little known fact about Brian, he was an early so, and the only adopter of Google Glass. No, we know so, somebody else who had Google if I, Glass. If, yeah, if I start laughing just for no reason, you know it's because it's got a funny bit. That's <laughs> That does explain it, actually. That makes a lot of sense. Whoa. So you've just been doing that our entire friendship. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) Yeah. He got torn to the funny bit. (laughs) Damn it, you know my secret now. Um, Yeah, like, but, yeah. But, like, yeah. But, like, yeah. This book, like, yeah. Now that it's over, everybody go fucking read it. I love how... Damn it, Alex. You get to see how they have aged, mm-hmm. right? And that they have aged. And that they have aged. And damn, there's a couple of them that kept it tight. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's fine. 65 is way too young to go, though. I feel yeah. like, especially in 2055, 65 is like, come on. I agree. Yeah, there were definitely a couple of these who I. it took me a moment to realize who they were. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, I don't know how to talk about this. I don't. I don't know either. Without going into, we, we just need to do the entire big talk about the whole series. And I think so we're going. To. We're going to. We're going soon. to. So, maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. But soon. And for the rest and of for our the lives. Rest of our lives. Well, at least until twenty fifty five. Yeah. Well, I'm not dying in twenty fifty five. Oh, that's on. true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They keep going, right? But um, is this the episode where we start our own? Death, this is Deadpool? a beautiful maybe. And and now we know how. If not the world ends, we know how this 
this world, world ends. ends. And there's just a beautiful moment. S- that symmetry to kind of do it. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm when when Laura's specifically talking to the audience. Yes. Yeah. There's like, a, hey, there's a you, bit of a fourth You don't moment. have ownership over this. So except that this is the way that this works. That this thing works this way. Right. Please don't tweet at Gillen and McKelvey about this. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Yeah, like she literally said, her word literally, remember, there are writers designed, not yours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's good. It's good. Yep, I love it. So yeah, what? Absolute carnage time. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, last week, we're just going to hit a bunch of Absolute Carnage all together. Oh, shit, I didn't read last week's. Okay. Uh, Absolute Carnage last week is... Carnage sending out his minions to find Mac Gargan, essentially. That's the bulk of what we get. Also, reviving Doppelganger. Mm. Um, and arguing with um, Osborne. Yeah. And the those beats very specifically get fleshed out in Lethal Protectors, which has to do with the Doppelganger uh, revivification. Resurrection, that's the word. Uh, and Miles Morales, which gives us kind of the full version of the Scorpion fight. That ends and Miles getting symbioted. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and this week's issues, Scream number two and Symbiote Spider-Man, are about Scream and not Symbiote Spider-Man. <laughs> yep. Um, not about Symbiote Spider-Man at all. Scream is kind of exactly what you expect it to be from the first issue. Does, it's, doesn't that all depend on who you consider to be Symbiote Spider-Man? No. Is no. it Spider-Man or no. is it the Symbiote? No. No. No? No. The symbiote's the symbiote. Symbiote Spider-Man is Spider-Man and the symbiote. Okay. Yep. Um, but yes, Brian, there is a mini-series right now called Symbiote Spider-Man, so I'm sure this was just a convenient title, and I think it's the same writer. Okay. Um, Scream gives you exactly what you would have expected from the first issue. This is Andy and whoever is in the Scream costume right now. I think the original Scream kind of talking out the Carnage shit, and then Carnage shows up. Okay. Yeah. Symbiote Spider-Man is a one-shot and might be my favorite of these Absolute Fuck Carnage yeah. times so far. It was great. And also dark. Yeah. This is about a dude, a random dude, who we learn later was a judge. Uh, but is now in a corrections facility. Yes. Because he did a murder. He did do a murder. Um, He goes to visit New York after his divorce. And for like... Five minutes, the symbiote suit like hops on him and uses him to walk across town. I feel like that was like a real panel from from something old too. Like the way that they presented it, it, it just felt real. Yeah, like I don't know if they just drew panels to look old or if they actually pulled I, this panel I bet, from I something. I bet they drew it to look old, but it felt yeah so true, so right, and so and good. so even for five minutes because he had the symbiote, he now has mm-hmm. well, this in his spine, and that's yeah. where this issue ends, okay, but most of this issue is actually just about this guy dealing with. It's basically the story of how he wound up in prison, and it's as much of a white rabbit story as much as it is his mm-hmm. story. Okay. And kind of the takeaway, I think, is going to be some white rabbit involvement in Absolute Carnage down the road. I think so, yeah. That's how it felt. Yeah. Um, but it's absolutely worth it's reading. so good. It was so good and like, so tragic. This and Separation Anxiety. Like, the two one-shots so far have, I think, been yeah. super tight. Um, I agree. Alpha Flight, True North, number one, eh? A. A. Take off, eh? Wait, was the Fonz Canadian? No. No. Okay. He was Milwaukee. <laughs> Milwaukee on sunshine? Oh, oh. Hardly ever. 
But don't it feel good? Hardly ever. Anyway. I'm waiting for one of you to, no tell me to sit on it. Anyway. Um, Excuse me while I get on my motorcycle and hop over the shark. Oh, I still love Happy Days so much. Yeah. Although I haven't gone back and rewatched it. It's probably terrible. It, probably. <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know if that would have held up. That would be. <laughs> probably be like trying to go back and rewatch Dinosaurs. No. <laughs> Wait, does Dinosaurs not hold up? Oh. Well, I mean, it's still. Uh, if you can like remember where things were when it came out, then it's still funny, I guess, maybe. But it's really not, though. But it's like really not. I have the whole thing on DVD, but it's been mm. a minute. Go since and I watch that it. first episode. <laughs> Just go watch the first episode. You mean the one that's in it. which Earl wants to push his mother-in-law into the tar pit? No, that's not the first episode. First episode is when they find out that they were all right, baby. Yeah, baby. Mm. It's bad. I mean, I will always love it for its series finale. Yeah, that's fair. Anyway. Anyway. All oh my relevant. God, did we did we digress again? Huh. <laughs> All relevant in very specific ways to Alpha Flight True North. Sure. And those ways are as follows. Cricket sound. Cricket sound. Cricket sound. <laughs> this this was pretty good. It was a bunch of... Uh, shorts. Shorts. Yeah, that's the word I'm looking wow. for. Wow. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> With I various... Salute well, I salute your shorts. <laughs> yeah. With various members of Alpha Flight. Um yes. Let's see. The best was Judd by yeah. far. By far the best was Judd. Um, they are adorable. What is? I don't remember her name. It's not Little Fish. I can tell you that much. But no, I don't either. I'd, okay. Starts with an M. I think her name is Melina, but is, I don't remember. Here is a complete accounting of my having read Alpha Flight. <laughs> like several issues. Crickets back in the day. <laughs> crickets. Crickets. Yeah, I haven't read a whole lot. Not a whole lot. I've never read uh, any Alpha Flight. I I've got, read Alpha I got Flight all the old things. Alpha Flights. Yeah. <laughs> so ideally, Brian would have read this. Damn yeah, it, Brian! Except I did. Yeah. Damn it, Brian! <laughs> I will you say would this. like this. I think it's I all. Will like I this. think it's all super solid. Is is it is it the old Alpha Flight characters? Is it, that's what kind of what I'm getting from this. You, you tell and, me. Like Guardian and Sasquatch and Snowbird and Snowbird. Yes. Snowbird is there. Puck There's and Puck is there. Yeah. Okay. Um, North Star. North Star, no. Who's... Yeah. Uh, Unlistenable. Jean-Paul and his sister. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They're there. I'm like, I know that they were on the beach. Yeah, I think that's all they were was on the beach. (laughs) They're like, we're good out here. You go do your thing. Yeah, we're going to get some sun. Have fun. Bye. Yeah, and talisman. So, yeah, it's the old alpha. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say as someone with no connection to Alpha Flight characters, it was fun. You don't need any real knowledge of who these characters are. No. I imagine you'll appreciate it if you have that knowledge, Brian. Okay. Yeah. You knew that Brian was coming in that one, didn't I you? Did. Yeah. 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 Future Foundation, number two, or damn it, I was wrong. All my no. research was for nothing. It was literally what everybody else said. It was literally what the entire <laughs> internet thought. Damn it. It's Rebecca Barnes. It's an alternate it's Bucky. Ricky. Which is cool, and she's cool, and I'm all for the inevitable shipping of her and and Julie Powers. Mm-hmm. Mm, can we? I want more tie-ins to it. So can it? Can it be her sixty-five, please? Because that'd be great. <laughs> Uh, no, no, Damn we it. cannot just gratuitously make this some sort of weird threesome. No, no that's not what I'm not trying. <laughs> Not trying to do that. I just want damn more Alex, tie your brain so went there. I want, I want to tie Earth sixty five and six sixteen closer. Is all okay. Yeah. 
I'm sure we'll get there because it deals with alternate universe bullshit. My favorite kind of bullshit. And by the way, I love Ricky Barnes. Ricky Barnes is so good. So good. I, I'll get you there. It's fine. Shut up, bitch. Get in the pool. <laughs> Cap would have liked her. Yeah. Julie is also very good in this. I thought she couldn't fly. Oh, I can. It's, it's just gonna, gonna hurt. hurt. <laughs> yes. Loved it. Yeah. And I really was... Oh, what's his name? The other power. Alex. Alex. Yeah, I really I thought... I can remember that one. Yeah, I bet you can. Well, as soon as I looked at you, I was like, Alex. <laughs> okay, got it. Um, but I really thought he was being stupid. I really thought he was being dumb the whole time. Yeah. I really thought he was just being, you know, a dumb, dumb dude. Turns out he was trying to catch him in his own lie. <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> I guess I should have more faith. I wouldn't know. I I, I mean, I, can't, I guess I've read him in the Hickman Fantastic Four stuff. But... Mm-hmm. I have very little dealings with the Powers kids. Yeah, but I just wanted him to be dumb. Yeah. Fair. (laughs) Understandably. I just wanted it to be a dumb thing. Yeah. Because I wanted them to lord that over him for the rest of the arc. I mean... And now they're not going to. Bentley doesn't need the help. No, No, Bentley will... That's true. I do enjoy Bentley falling for uh, Bird Lady. (laughs) Yeah. Alti. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) My girlfriend! Oh no, she's bad. I love this book very much. Yeah, it's it's very good. It fills the good, wasp-shaped good hole in my heart. It it does, yeah. It's good stuff. Yep, there's probably a reason for that. <laughs> yes. Huh. Imagine. Ghost Spider, annual number one. This is another one of the Acts of Evil uh, books that pits superheroes against villains they've never fought before. Yeah. Which, uh... Could be just about anyone for yeah. for, for Ghost, Ghost Spider. Spider. Yeah, yeah. could um, especially if it's the Earth six one six version. Yeah. yeah, but I love how specifically chosen for her, like ironically not in story, right? But kind of how specifically perfectly paralleled for her this setup is. Yeah. Uh, do you know who her villain is for this one, Brian? Um, based on the cover, I oh, do. you're looking at the cover. Yeah, okay. it's Arcade. Yeah. Yes. Um. She falls into a trap that Arcade has lain at some point in the past <laughs> for Peter, very specifically. Yeah. Okay. So she's Thanks. fighting all these Spider-Man villains. She's like, okay, this is... It starts with the lizard. It's like, okay, Peter? No? Okay, right. Different Earth, different lizard. This is still hard and I don't like this, but it's a robot and it's not my lizard, so fine, whatever. So I'm gonna kill it. Yeah. Gonna kill I kill it. it did. Yeah. Um... And the setup in the trap is, oh, Spider-Man, I'm going to make you try to fix your greatest mistake. And you see the shadowy figure carrying off a woman. Oh, shit. Yeah. It's okay, like, yeah, now I know who it are is. Are you yeah. kidding? Uh, yeah, I, there's no question ever who this is yeah. if, you, if you know any Spider-Man history. And it's the perfect choice, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes. I, d- I just, I need fallout from this, though. I need her talking yeah. to Peter going, are you fucking kidding me bro like yeah. are you fucking kidding uh, me although get the fuck over she really can't say anything look at what I happened know. on her i know yeah. and and that's right she was dealing yeah. with that when she was fighting lizard. the lizard yeah but. i, I love like... i do love the idea that arcade just has all of these old traps yeah. laying yeah. around all over the place just though everywhere they're just everywhere um you get this like gamut of spider villains just like yeah whatever this is fine and then arcade's like oh but how do you feel fighting your friends and that's matt murdoch <laughs> and the punisher she's like hey my <laughs> friends like, no i'm down for this oh, yeah. yeah especially her yeah, yeah. <laughs> right she hates them like, i don't yes. know how he could be friends with this but i'm gonna fuck him up yeah <laughs> Um, that's and, great. And then she has to save herself from Robot Spider-Man. Yeah. Beautiful. 
And you get this great bit about, like, is this how this world sees me as a victim, as, yeah. you know, whatever. Is this impetus for somebody else's story? Yeah. Screw that. Just fuck that. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. What she's, she's like, yeah. no. Mm-mm. That's beautiful. That's not me, bro. Yeah, it's very good. And she saves the robot. And she's like, okay, be free, I guess. What do we do next? Vita Ayala is so good. So good. They're so good at this. All right. Like, under another writer, I might have seen the Gwen Stacy saving Gwen Stacy and be like, eh, I don't know. But there was never a question for Save me. yourself. Mm-mm. Yeah. Save the Gwen. Save the world. There you go. Uh, House of X, number three and number four. Oh, all right. So... Good news, if there are ever two issues of this to talk about together, these are yeah. the two. Yeah. yeah. That's... Agreement. Guess what I had, didn't read out of order? Because it would be impossible to read the series <laughs> out of order. I don't know. I feel like you could have gotten through Powers four. Yeah, maybe. And then been like, yeah. oh, fuck. But regardless, like, this is Hickman's such going a, really in media res with this one. <laughs> this yeah. is such a super tight, linear story that, like, oh, my God. That's so amazing. So these two issues are, as Hickman describes it, the first time these books are an X-Men book. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. Yeah. yeah. Um, this is Professor X sending Scott leading a team on a mission. Mm-hmm. To kick some ass. <laughs> and punt giant heads into the sun. Uh-huh. Yep. And this is that mission, like, going very wrong at the mm-hmm. end of three. Mm-hmm. Yes. And like, somehow like, getting even worse through four. Oh, my God. Like, yeah, I was like, okay, so so the end of three, right? I'm like, okay, shit, that's the big... That's how things get fucked up, and they fight back from this. Oh no, no, no. they <laughs> this get is the fight worse. back. <laughs> oh no, yeah. Oh my god. Um. So and then is this going to be the lasting new? I don't think so. God. God only knows what he's going to break next. Because here's the thing, right? So now we're going to get into specific spoilers. If you want to jump ahead, this yeah. is the time. Yeah, like please, God, read this as yeah. they come out, though, because it is that good, and you need to know what's. I mean. If you care at all about mutants in the Marvel Universe, yeah. you gotta know what's going on with this. Here is the shape of the thing as I can make sense of it. And there's no way I'm right because Hickman is smarter than me. <laughs> but this is the timeline of Moira 10. Yes. We know that Moira will get 10, maybe 11 lives if she plays our cards right. Correct. We've seen part of 9 now. Yes. We've seen chunks of 10. Well... Ten is what we have lived through in the Marvel Universe up until now, but right? Is this 11? Huh? I thought, no. Yeah, that's what I, I, the way I've read this whole thing is Moira's 10th life is what we have lived through in Marvel continuity. To to make sure we're right, I had to look at like four different issues of things and compare timelines. All right, so yes, 10 is the current history. Okay. Nine is what we've seen in the X2. 10 squared. Right. Yeah. Um... I love how Brian and I found the complete opposite ways of each other to say <laughs> yes. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so what we're reading in House of X, I guess, is Moira 11. Is it, though? Or- Unless <laughs> it's that missing six timeline. I'm just along for the ride. Or or is it 10, and then we're going to see 11? Well, Brian, why are you going to make one point, then let me do all this research, then make a different point? <laughs> I don't think he did. I think that was the point he was making. Yeah, that what we have seen up until continuity is what is in continuity in the Marvel and and this is part of that. This is what happens next in Marvel continuity for the X Men. Yeah. 
And we're about to get a whole new status quo. A that, whole new world. Yeah, that that changes everything about them. I don't think what we're seeing in House of X is the same timeline that we have seen. Okay. Because Moira comes to Charles pretty early. And mm-hmm. then... Charles and Moira go and show Magneto everything. So, okay, let, let's just let's let's dish out a couple of scenarios. If it's six, right, then how do they know? Well, about... it can't be six, right? That's what it I'm can't saying. be six if they're getting the information from nine, right? So this has to be at least ten, right? And I guess it could slot in as 10, but I read this as 10 didn't work either. I don't know. I'm not trying to gauge where it is. I want him to tell me. Well, I think <laughs> I think the thing I'm getting to works either, whether this is 10 or 11 and just, okay, she gets 11 or 12 lives. Right. I think what we're seeing is going to be a timeline where Moira's version of what can work having lived all these lives still fails. Mm-hmm. And she goes back one last time. And what comes out in X-Men number one is after that, all of okay, this yes. is a new timeline. Okay, so yeah, we, are, we were getting to the same yeah. place. I took that as okay. that's going to be 11. <clears throat> and I took... I also... I think I... Yeah, I was wrong on which one was 10. So I guess in my version of this, that would have to be 12. Like, that would have to right. be she finds one extra timeline. Yes. Yeah. She time lords. Yeah. yeah. Um, and either way, we're, yeah, we're coming to this. Either, either way, what happens in this one can't be what's ha- the going forward point. Yeah. For lots of reasons. <laughs> well, and the way this is. Well, about six of them specifically. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Smooshing and burning. And spacing and. <laughs> Oh, I loved the Nightcrawler Logan oh, curtain that Logan was awesome. conversation. Mm-hmm. Of this. The, yeah. Whatever happens, I'll be waiting for you. I was so <laughs> I almost yeah. I almost teared up a little. Yeah, like like it, it's very especially with with Wolverine gone for so long now. Yeah, it's super easy to forget that they were literally they were best friends. That mm-hmm. like well, they were each other's best. And not even with Wolverine gone, with Kurt dead for so long before mm-hmm. that. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, like you haven't had much of them alive together. Mm-mm. In the last decade. We did get a complete and final answer as to who the person with Nimrod in the X and the 10 to the third power, 10 to the 100 power. Well, in 10 to the 10, or 10 to the 1 and 10 to the 2. Yeah, whatever. It's Karima. Who yes. A little Googling based on stuff in issue 1 gave us. Like if, I think yeah. if, we had, if, if we'd been reading X-Men when she was a character. Right, yeah. We probably would have picked that up. I think you're right. Yeah, probably. Um, but she is. She is the uh, like a what is it? The Omega Sentinel. Omega Sentinel. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um. Oh my God. Yeah. They just. Um. I love her. Her conversation with the doctor. Yeah. That was just you know. Yeah. I can't take command, but uh, if you don't say anything, <laughs> like that was just wonderful. Damn. Yeah. You know what could be it? What could be the the, the timeline that happens post House and Powers? Hmm. If Charles is like, well, look, one person keeps fucking up every timeline, and it's Moira. Let's just kill her as a baby. <gasps> and then the timeline that stands with the timeline with no Moira and no canon. Oh. Oh. Structurally, that's how you literally kill canon, right? Uh, yeah. If Moira is your canon, and Charles knows this. Well, then then in that case, if we're th- following that, then I think you're right. I think this is 11. This would have to be 11. Then. And she doesn't get a 12. Uh, or she gets like 10 minutes of a 12. Yeah. This is going to end with well, Charles Xavier killing a baby. Well, or... It doesn't have to be Charles. It can be um, Destiny. Because she said that's what she'd do. Yeah. Okay. 
But the end of this issue is literally Charles Xavier breaking the diagram page. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Saying no more. That's true. Yeah. And those are very loaded words in X-Men. Yeah. And the first page of this is a diagram page that brings the decimation of, of House of M yeah. into context. Yeah. So. But yeah, the, this team and how they get, how they fight and like, that's just, and it's a very much a, because he's free to, to, to do this to these characters, right? Yeah. The whole, yeah. So what do we do? Whatever it takes. And they literally do. They do whatever it takes and mm-hmm. get it done. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Look, were you sad or happy or mixed emotions when... when... Scott died? Yeah. When... He got his face blown off. I mean, there will never not be a part of me that is uh, weirdly entertained by it. Reveling, okay, in Scott Summers' death. Yeah, but like the the me as a reader response was like this whole sequence is beautiful and painful. Yes. Like just yeah. this whole failure, not fa- this this bittersweet mixed mixed success. Yeah, they rolled an eight to they rolled a, a, a seven to nine. Yep. And got a mixed success. Got a mixed success. Yep. Yeah, that's right. They got accomplished what they did, but they took harm and God, I want to yeah. play Monster of the Week. Mm. Me too. Can we do that? <laughs> but yes, I, please. Yeah. But I think, but like I said, I, the the characters on, specifically on the human side, though, aren't, like, you really get, they're not evil. They're just, they're really doing what they think is best. They just don't see yeah. that I mean, they're not. I'm a, pretty sure that anybody who thinks taking out an entire race of people is evil. Yes. Period. Yeah, yeah. Period. There's no gray there. <laughs> no. Okay. They're doing wrong things for relatable reasons. They are well-written yeah, There you go. There, that's. Uh, I, I guess that's what I'm trying to they're say. They're scared. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah. We all yeah. get fear. This is the bad way to be afraid. Yeah. yeah. Well, okay, so a great example of the motivation, right, is Dr. Gregor when Scott's like, so you're going to capture me and torture me, it won't work. She's like, capture you? My husband's dead, you son of a bitch. I'm not taking prisoners yeah. today. I yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I get it. But also, woof. The thing that I think is really worth noting on this, too, is we kind of get the thesis for... Because it's Hickman. Like, even if he hits the explode button, the pieces of this are going to be elements of what he rebuilds from. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They will be the Legos that build this. And I think the the mother mold piece is going to be something important going forward. And we get the thesis there that is, look, you are the Titans fighting with the gods, and right. we're just sick of all of it. Yeah. We being the robots. Mm-hmm. Yes. And boy, howdy. Well, and I think, there's, I think there's a huge foreshadowing moment when... Um, when she, when I can't remember which character it is, says something about, yeah, you realize that what if the Sentinels come on run and realize where mutants come from? From humans. Yeah. 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 And I, that very may, may be what happens. Yeah. Well, I think it was Karima who said it. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. I think it was Karima. And if that happens, then, hmm, common enemy. Yeah. Also very Asimov. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Such good. Such God, this is so great. Read this in book. <laughs> I'm like actively telling people about an X Men book again. And, and, well, and based on sales, everybody is reading. <laughs> well, this and book. That's, <laughs> I have never, for as long as I've been buying comics, which admittedly, in the grand scheme of things, not that long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eight years. Uh, I have never seen a book that so consistently people have come into a comic shop and been like, hey, have you read this? I cannot find copies, but as soon as I do, I cannot wait. Yeah. 
Like, there's so much weird Can buzz. you imagine how big the trade sales of this is going to be? Oh, oh it's going to be astronomical. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm going to buy a copy just to have. Mm-hmm. Right. And I've read the thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm probably going to reread it several times yes. because I know that there's shit I've missed. Yeah. Savage Avengers, number five. The end of Mike Deodato's time as an exclusive artist for Marvel. Yes. And also the end of the first arc of this book. This book is so fucking fun. It's so fun. I love it so much. I, I love this group of people together. And the thing I realized in this issue in particular is for a book that is so much about violence... Mm-hmm. They really leave a lot of the the violence to just really compressed time or yeah. off panel. Yeah. Or like masked in something else. Yeah. They do a uh, good job of not showing the gore of it. Yeah. We they show, have a book they with show the reason behind. Blood. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They show the reason behind the violence more than the violence itself. Yeah. Um, which could be worse. And referring to Wolverine as the warrior from Paps oh, is just so good. I that is my real cosplay that I want to do is Wolverine with just like a Pabst logo. Wolverine forty hands. <laughs> yes. Okay, well, I guess I'm not going to the bathroom at all one day next Dragon Con. You're just wearing hand, wearing cans over your hands with Wolverine claws sticking out of them. <laughs> no, because then you can't drink the Wolver- beer. Wolverine Tall Boy. Oh, they're already empty at that point. Uh, tall Boy. We'll keep working. You got a whole year. We'll yeah. figure this out. Plus, I'm too tall to be Wolverine. It's fine. Only a little. Only a little. Yeah, this book is so fun. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be this fun. I should not like this book as much as I do, just given my general yes. like character preferences. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I don't like hardly any of the... Like, I love Brother Voodoo, and I love Wolverine. Yeah. I don't really like any of these other characters outside of this book. But I fucking love this book. Yeah. Web of Black Widow, number one. <laughs> I also fucking love this also book. also like this book. Yeah, I did. The art in this book. It's gorgeous. Oh, this is It's ridiculous. There is a two-page spread in the middle of this, of her dancing and fighting that I want as a poster. Yeah. I want a print of that spread. Yeah, it's gorgeous. I also love, there's a, so a big piece of this takes place at a big charity event. Mm -hmm. And she runs into Tony, who is at this event, and she's like, can I have this dance? And obviously, you know, he recognizes her, right? And he says something about, it's been a while since we've done this. Do you remember the first dance? Our first dance? Or do you remember the first dance? Mm-hmm. And he thinks of them dancing together. Yeah. And she's thinking of when she was a little girl taking ballet yeah. in Russia. Yeah. Yep. I do and kind then, of. Let's go. Go ahead. No, go. I was going to say, and then the, oh my God. I swear, if she drugged me again. <laughs> oh, that was great. See, I thought that was going to be your quote of the week, yes. by the way. Um, the end when he's talking about how they both have this this connection that they were both gone and now they're both trying to figure out yeah you know if if all the pieces are gone but the memories are there am i still the same yeah mm-hmm. i do love yeah it seems like they're gonna have to work through some shit together yeah that's the whole thesis from iron man right now too yeah i love yep. that connection yeah um steven mooney is the artist by the way yeah steven mooney god damn in fact did you notice in the back that instead because normally you get like a little letter from the writer in right. the back this was a letter from the artist yes. oh i didn't yeah. notice it was that Stephen i'm mooney gonna have to because yeah. i always go back and read the letters pages like after we've yeah. recorded <laughs> The other one I love is, it takes is, a while. is in the fight when she's fighting somebody and there's a security guard that reaches out for her and grabs her hair. And her and wig a, comes and off. Wig, <laughs> and then she comes up and knocks the shit out, knock, knocks him out. She's like, every time. <laughs> yes. I love it. That's great. Uh, yeah. 
Stuff like this is why my pull list is half miniseries. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. A thing that is killing me. I can't I can't not count miniseries and be like, oh, it's just six issues. <laughs> That's how I get to 109 books. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I was going to say, when you have 60 books during the month that are miniseries, then yeah, okay. Yeah. They're so good, though. This, this one's, yeah, the art especially. God, oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. All right. Is it still good? Okay. Deathstroke, 47, Brian. Uh, yeah, um... Deathstroke comes back and his memories are not up to speed. You know what it almost seems like? It seems like he's got pre-Flashpoint memories. Or, you know, one of them does. Yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol, The Weight of the Worlds, number three. Which is really a reprint of a Doom Patrol issue from 50 years in the future. (laughs) Okay. Green Lantern, number 11. Uh, The Green Lanterns of the multiverse meet and deal with the Gold Lantern caretaker of the Cosmic Grail. And everybody celebrates, perhaps prematurely. Supergirl, number 33. We get the end of the Rogozar saga, and Supergirl decides where she's going to go next. It's Earth. Curse Words, number 24. Jen. We see the battle to end the whole world. There was a brief moment there when I thought you were just going to start shouting curse words. I was just going to say curse words. Damn, Jet. Fuck, God, whore. Is that better? Yes. Okay. Mm, You went for the gendered ones. That's fine. What? Cunt is the only one that was gendered. Whores usually treated as gendered. Uh, Men can be whores. They can. And often are. And often are. And it's often more acceptable for them to be whores. So, mm. Die number seven. Hmm? Oh, whose is that? Is that me or Brian? That's a you. Oh, fuck. I hate Chuck. There's the curse I hate Chuck. Chuck is hateable. Chuck is very hateable. I mean, he might even be worse on side 18. (laughs) Side three. Yeah, side three. Yeah. Redneck number 23, Jen. Fuck, I read too many books. <laughs> Walk into my hell. <laughs> you thought you knew hell. You only made hell your ally. I was born in Is It Still Good? Yes, you were. Um, bleh, fuck. Oh, Redneck. Perry decides it's time to go to war, y'all. Agents of Atlas number two, Brian. Um, the Agents of Atlas realized they might be maybe they're being used and manipulated for publicity champions number nine brian um viv 2.0 may may actually be all right (laughs) fantastic four number 14 the fantastic four decide to go to the one place they've never been the place they were going originally when they got their powers Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number 11, which was actually a last week thing, but I wanted to mention it. Mary Jane teams up with Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Oh, no. I gotta get caught up now. Damn. I'm almost there. Immortal Hulk, number 23. Murder her. Immortal Hulk, number 23. Murder her. Murder her. Okay, going. Immortal Hulk, number 23. Murder her. It never gets less funny. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you can't amuse yourselves, what are you doing with life? Come on. Gamma Flight takes on Shadow Base head to head, and we see what's inside the Hulk's head. It's just me going, he murdered her. (laughs) 
You know, they and that's why Hulk's crazy. <laughs> yes, they could call this character the Murder Herc, and it would work. <laughs> hey, uh, what's the Murder Herc's favorite part of a spoon? The <laughs> I'm assuming could be the scoop <laughs> or the bell end. Oh wait, that's not it, is it? Yes, yes, it is. No, it's the bell tip. Bell tip. I'm sorry. <laughs> Just the tip. tip. <laughs> Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Thank God. <laughs> King Thor, number one. Brian and I both have this on yeah. our list. This is the end of Jason Aaron's Thor run. It is, which yeah. is sad and awesome at the same time, because yes. it's been amazing. Yeah. Jen. Oh my God, I have a book for next week? Uh-huh. You have two. Oh, shit. Chastity, number one. Oh, I didn't even read what this was about. I just saw that it was Leah Williams, and I was like, yeah, I'm going to read that. Good enough. Yeah, that's how... Good writer for it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I've got Coffin Bound, number two, and the second printing of number one, because number one sold out pretty quickly, so if you missed it, you can get a second printing this week. And uh, I'm very excited for number two. I like this book a lot. Right. Both of you have the Moon Knight annual number one. Uh, yeah. Mm, so I, I just need more Moon Knight in exactly, my life. Exactly. That's how period. it works. It's like, oh, Moon Knight, I'm, I'll get that. Then also it's Cullen Bond, so. Yeah. And also it's another Acts of Evil, and this is about uh, beef between Kang the Con. Conqueror yeah. and Kanshu. Yeah. Like I'm so excited. Is that not, does that not just sound beautiful? Yes. <laughs> yeah. It sounds so petty. All I need It's going to be petty. All I need is for Ensabonur to show up in it too. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> and uh and, and, and for Mark to look at all of them fighting and go, You boys be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was messed up. <laughs> and then going forward, there are four four aspects to Moon Knight. Mark. In Sabanur, <laughs> Kang, and Kanshu. Oh. <laughs> and the last, hopefully not, maybe if you buy it, it won't be. But for now, last trade of Unstoppable Wasp comes out this week. People Everybody buy this fucking buy book. Buy this like, book. I'm pretty sure I'm going to buy five of them. But you should also be buying several of them. Yes. Yeah. Everybody's getting this shit for Christmas, by the way. Everybody. Everybody. Which will be funny, because like, if each of us buys five copies <laughs> to give to each other, we're going to end with the same number of copies we started. Yeah, I didn't think that through. Um, you guys are not getting it for Christmas. Okay. I'm giving it to five other people. I'm buying people. it next week. Okay. Well, yeah. read this book. I'm giving four of them away. Yeah. All right. That's it. I think that's enough of this nonsense. <laughs> I think we have, we have met our... Uh, quota? Tangent at quota. Least, at least. Oof. And it's up. Like, I think we may have filled up next week's tangent. <laughs> Let's hope. I think we were actually catching up from last week. Oh, that may be so. Oh, if only I could do that with comics. <laughs> if only. No. We would like to thank Chase Parker for our intro voiceover. You can visit us at panelologypodcast.com or support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash panelology or go to bit.ly slash panelology merch with a capital P and a capital M to get them shirts. Send us questions, support us financially, and get merch, respectively. Yes. By the way, if you are somebody who buys the female t-shirt, get a little bit bigger because it does shrink a tiny bit. Yeah. And if it shrinks, you can wait while it's wet and roll it up in a dry towel and it'll stretch it back out. The more you know. If you would like more of Jen and Me, Minds at Yerk, our bi-weekly Animorphs reread podcast with occasional guest hosts here, Tim and Meg. Mm-hmm. If you want more of me, the Rob Thomas, no, not that one, Robcast, a bi-weekly Rob Thomas podcast 
in which currently we are going through Veronica Mars with me watching for the first time and making guesses about what's coming next. Yes. Jen, do you have anything else you want to mention? Um, I don't if, know what all you've been on lately. If you, yeah, if you want more of me coming up on September 16th, I will be riding along with the Borderlands live stream over at GSTU, um, Giant Size Team Up Network. So check that out. And then there may be some more announcements coming soon. Cool. All right. Brian, you're just trying to catch up on reading comics. Yep. I'm, I'm going to be buried for a week and a half or two weeks here. Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. And I'm Brian. Go read comics. Mm-hmm.